0: Welcome, kind listeners, and
1: thanks for tuning into our show.
0: I am your Yanni Hearing elderly host, Jay Lasseter, and
1: I'm your Laurel Hearing youngster host, Mac Vaughn,
0: and when our powers combine, we are, generationally, generationally speaking, speaking,
1: your audio bridge over the generation gap.
0: On today's episode, Trump words, the Santa Fe shooting and a gas station arrest,
1: Meghan Markle, the Obamas, Anne Frank's secret diary.
0: Jessica Watson weighs in on the current political climate in the United States.
1: And as always, I'll take... <laughs> I'll t- To explain young people's stuff today.
0: And use good words, like you can say <laughs> them good with your mouth, you know? Mm-hmm. So sit back, folks, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, Mac, uh, go ahead and hit us with that timestamp.
1: All right, so we're recording this episode on Tuesday, May 22nd at around 4.30 p.m.
0: It's 4.31 p.m. Just
1: okay, I said around.
0: Are you ready for that roll call question? Get right into these? Sure. Sweet, sweet episode things? <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah. All right, roll call question. This is a good one. If you could pick, like, a really sweet nickname that other people would have to call you and, like, do it, like, sincerely, not ironically or in a bad way, what's the sweet nickname that you would go by?
1: Mm, okay, well... Ones that people have called me that I like um, are macaroni, mac daddy, big mac, mac attack. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got.
0: No, that's that's good. That's good. So no, okay. I like them. I mean, I, I mean, I, I've, I come up with that before I came up with. Uh, Macintosh, I think for you one episode or something like that. But those are good. I like it. Macaroni, they're they're food themed in a couple, like Big Mac. Then it gets violent with the Mac Attack thing, and then just confusing with the Daddy one. I don't know. But okay, good job, Mac Daddy. That is not good. It doesn't feel right coming out when I do, when I do it. Um, all right, are you ready to do the show, Mac Attack? Nope.
1: You have to say. You have to say your nickname.
0: Oh, I'm gonna say my. Did, I don't know? I mean, I camp with a couple. Do you want me to read them? Sure. Just all the ones I camp with. Okay, I'll I'll read them. Awesome McCool, Mr. Smooth Moves, <laughs> Professor Big Brain, Torque Conqueror of Worlds, Doctor Love. Oh God. He's a Doctor of Love. <laughs> White Lightning, the Scarecrow, <laughs> Rough Boy Cool Stunts. It's probably one of my favorites is Rough Boy Cool Stunts. Can you call me Rough Boy Cool Stunts for the rest of the show? No. Dang it. I refuse. Beastmaster. Lil Squish. (laughs) Jim Billy Wayne. My dad actually calls me that sometimes. Um, And then I went classy with this one. Chesterton P. Wigglebottom Esquire. (laughs) Timmy Yum Yum. Coach Stephen Buckets. Jay Dizzle, Honey Pot, Sticky Thumbs, Sensei Hard Kicks, Officer McTickle, Lord Dino Punch, and Carl. Carl. <laughs> I like that That's one. That's my favorite one. You like Carl? <laughs> Carl's your go-to. Not li- not Little Squish? <laughs> no. <laughs> Honey Pot, Sticky Thumbs? That's so... If people would call me that on a day-to-day basis, my life would immeasurably... Immeasurably? are words do... What are words do? You? Um, you take over. Do the show, Mac. Bye.
1: <laughs> okay, so um, I guess we're just gonna go into our news first. and
0: politics. Go. <laughs> Sorry, I was one hot little muffin there for a second. I'm good. I'm back. Let's do. Let's start the show. News and politics. What's our first story, Mac?
1: All right. So our first story is the Santa Fe school shooting. So no. yeah, um, Santa Fe High School. Um, 10 there were 10 victims 8 of them were students and 2 of them were teachers um, the f- dad of the shooter is trying to claim that his son was a victim of bullying and that's kind of why he what led him to shooting 10 people um, and basically 30 minutes into the shooting he Turned himself in and told, said that he did target victims. Um, like, for instance, this, one of the victims was a girl that he had asked on a date multiple times and she refused. Um, and he did say that they were people he didn't like. So.
0: I feel like I'm sick of having to bring these stories up at least once a month. Um, and they don't get any easier to deal with
1: I think and this is the third time we've talked about a shooting on out of nine episodes
0: yeah that's that is way too one is too many um, when we talk about these cool shootings I can almost predict what the family or the you know loved ones of the, the actual shooter are going to say no one saw this coming he's really a good kid it's like those two comments will happen over and over again excuses will be made but the point is, the shootings haven't stopped. So if we've got these good kids, and I don't know, we, we need to do something about guns in school. If they're less available, they're less available to everyone. Um, people that say gun laws don't work. Well, bazookas are illegal, and I've never seen one of those used. So maybe laws do work. I don't know. Believe in the system. Mm. Well, what are your thoughts on yet another? Um, school shooting. Are people in your generation kind of just getting? Are you guys becoming numb? Like, kind of, our my generation has started to, or
1: I don't, has? I don't. I don't want that to be true. But I mean, like I said, like we only we only have nine episodes on this podcast, and we've had to talk a sh- talk about a shooting in three of them, and I just feel like. Um, every time I hear about another one like it's not even shocking anymore.
0: I think that's how this is like a sad reality. Becoming desensitized I think that's how it starts and that's that's why I think I was so excited excited about what the Parkland students started. That movement that we saw kind of like this reaction that okay maybe now something will get done. It kind of re-energized those of us who had kind of Grown more desensitized and numb, um, and I worry that that might happen to your generation. Um, but yeah, keep doing what you're doing. We got your back. We're gonna we're gonna try try to get this fixed. Mm. All right, you want to talk about my favorite person who shares my birthday?
1: Donald Trump.
0: D J T. That's right.
1: All right, so um our next story for news and politics is um a comment another comment that Trump made, but it was kind of taken out of context but um spoiler i'm sorry no spoiler this is what he said um We have people coming into the country or trying to come in, and we're stopping a lot of them, but we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people. These are animals. And we're taking them out of the country at a level and at a rate that's never happened before. And because of the weak laws, they come in fast. We get them. We release them. We get them again. We bring them out. It's crazy. So a lot of people were um, obviously talking about his comment, these are animals.
0: Yeah, they're not people, they're animals. Um, Now, a lot of news sources and outlets reported it just like that, that the president said another crazy thing. He called immigrants, uh, you know, animals. But what we cannot do as a country, Donald Trump says enough crazy stuff for us to get by on and actually be upset about, we can't do things like this and take a comment that he says out of context and get irate over it. Because the actual context of this comment, he was talking about, um, MS-13, that terrible gang that has like beheaded people, uh, stabbed people a ridiculous amount of times that they really are just not great human beings. I get that. The only one thing I would say about this, even though you have despicable people that do despicable things on earth, I... Don't think you should degrade any person, especially if you're the president of the United States. I think because of respect for the office, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. And so, yeah, if you and I were talking about members of MS-13 and a a terrible thing that they had done, one of us might say, yeah, those, those people are animals, but we're not the president of the United States. And so I think the standard changes. I know that sounds kind of hypocritical, but I think that that's true. Uh, what are your thoughts on <clears throat> this whole thing?
1: Try not you got to get any cough. more you got
0: any more quotes. Uh. uh.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think people. It's almost like people now they just try to f- try to find things that Trump says and uh, like turn it into like making him. Oh, like I know he does say a lot of crazy things, but like you said, like it was out of context. Like he was talking about. Um. MS 13, and he, people are gonna try to find anything that they can on against him and point it out, so.
0: Yeah, and he says enough crazy already, guys. Like, chill. Just be cool. Um, we, it wasn't just like minor news outlets either. These were big people reporting. Um, was it the Post? Washington Post was one of the one, first ones to come out and really bash Trump for this comment, but guys. You're the Washington Post, or whichever source it was. Um, Do your research. Since we are talking about immigration, and what's been the big immigration story has been from the southern border, because I don't think we're worried too much about Canada, eh? That's not what we're about. (laughs) Maple syrup. (laughs) I don't know. That's all the Canada things I know. (laughs) Vancouver. Um, (laughs) What? But, okay, I'm trying to do a smooth transition. I'm really nailing it. I feel like so far. But, yeah, Spanish pe- speakers come from Mexico. That's the southern border. A woman <laughs> was arrested for speaking Spanish. You go. Read the okay, story. Okay,
1: so this is from NBC News. So um, a Montana woman and her friend, they were questioned and detained by a U.S. Border Patrol agent after he overheard them speaking Spanish at a gas station. Um, they were just chatting. Um, it was around midnight in a small town about 35 miles from the Canadian border. And she said that's when he walked over.
0: It is Canada. When It is close to the Canadian I'm sorry go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, she said that he asked us where we were born. so she looked at him and she said, "Are you serious?" And he said, "I'm very serious." And so then he said he asked them for their identification. And they went outside to the parking lot, and she began recording him, she said, because she didn't feel safe. Um, But she asked him why he was asking for their IDs, and he said, Ma'am, the reason I asked you for your ID is because I came in here and saw that you guys were speaking Spanish, which is very unheard of up here.
0: Um, Oh my gosh, that is very much, we don't take kindly to your type around here. Like, that is the most ridiculous...
1: Yeah, and what? she she asked him if they were being racially profiled, and he said no. He said it has nothing to do with that. It's the fact that it has to do with you guys speaking Spanish in the store in a state where it's predominantly English-speaking.
0: That's the definition of... Yeah, yeah, No, like, he just said, no, we're not doing the thing, but I'm going to give you definition of that thing. That's what I was doing.
1: Yeah. She said, I picked up my phone and started recording him because I wasn't doing anything wrong uh, that's the only way you can defend yourself. And she said that he took their IDs and kept them in the parking lot for about 35 to 40 minutes. And she said he didn't say anything when he gave me back the documentation. He said something like, thank you, you're free to go.
0: Um, this is buck wild. And, and this comes like, there's been a string of weird arrests or like cops being called i think we've talked about this before with the, the black guys in the starbucks or the harvard grad student who fell asleep on a couch and had the cops called on her because black people just can't be anywhere can they and now we have this oh wait somebody speaking spanish in a, in a gas station late at night in montana arrest them please it's only whites here like that that that's the mindset that I think of every single time I hear one of these stupid stories. Um, it kills me. I, what are your thoughts? Do you think the police officer was right? No. Okay, good. You you got it right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't get questioned for just talking in our in English. Exactly. So.
0: That I mean that is that is the kind of definition of yeah, a white uh, privilege is that yeah. We don't know what that life is like, yeah. And I don't think, to really much of an extent, that we can we can try to understand it, but not truly know and experience. Are you ready to move on to our next segment, Mac? Would you like to introduce our next segment? What what time is it, Mac?
1: All right. So our next segment is entertainment. Entertainment time. <laughs> 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 Why did you
0: slow it down that time? I slowed it down because I was making it cool. I was was doing Billy Cool Jazz. That's another one of my nicknames, Billy
1: Mm Cool Jazz. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Okay, so our first story in entertainment is The Royal Wedding. um, Mainly (laughs) about Meghan Markle. So...
0: Haven't they had like two kids now? Why are people still talking about their wedding?
1: Um, well.
0: (laughs) That goes straight over your head. Okay. Haven't they had two kids already? Why are people still talking about their wedding? That was years ago. You can do this. You can do this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so confused. The other royal couple. Come on. I was doing it. This just fell real. I love. You know it's a good joke, a great goof. When you got to go in and explain, and then that doesn't even work.
1: Okay, well I'm sorry. This is
0: gold. I'm glad we were recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank goodness my mom can hear this. Hi, mom. I bet you're proud.
1: Okay. Anyways, um, yeah. So this was more a more controversial royal wedding than ones in the past. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: did the uh, did the queen get up and dance on a table? Prank a little too much, huh?
1: Mm.
0: Give me that juicy gossip. But I'm you,
1: not sure that that happened, can you do but. It, um, can you
0: do it in a British accent,
1: please. No. No, I'm not doing that. Anyways. Right, um, go on. She's, Sorry. Okay, so Meghan Markle, she's mixed. Um, her parents are divorced. She's older than Prince Harry. Um, her dad didn't walk her down the aisle, so. Why not? Um, okay, well, I saw something that said that. It was because of health problems because he had had a heart attack and doctors wouldn't sign off on him traveling oh, over there okay, but that's, yeah. Yeah. That's different. So
0: so I heard the queen was kind of like, "Hey, she's older. I don't like this."
1: Well, yeah. I mean
0: But then the queen had all that all those beverages at the after party and then dance on the table. And that's where the real controversy, I think comes in. And then when the beef eaters, she started like taking their hats and being like, you can't laugh about it. Don't do it. You know what I'm talking about? That was crazy. You guys seen that video? It's so good. (laughs) What? Nothing. No, I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Did you see their first dance? No, it was baby got back and they had a whole choreograph choreographed thing with like fire dancers and also like people walking on stilts. It was really good. It was very tasteful, I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It really screamed love to me. <laughs> Except for the Queen in the background, and that's when she started dancing on the table, and then <laughs> it got a little inappropriate. Okay. <laughs> queen, for goodness sake. Leave the country. Quit twerking on tables. <laughs> Okay, so how much of that actually happened? I did not look at the story <laughs> at all. I don't. Care. I don't
1: think any of that happened.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure at least something did. Come on, right?
1: Mm, I don't there know. Was I a, wasn't there.
0: There was a wedding. You weren't
1: oh, there. I was invited. Oh, I wasn't
0: invited. Okay, you weren't Tyler. invited. That's oh, we got this again.
1: Okay, so anyways, um, so our next, uh, our next story in entertainment is the Obamas' Netflix deal. So uh, I'm sorry. What? Yeah.
0: The Obama's Netflix deal?
1: Yes. Go on. All right. So, former President Barack Obama and former First Lady Michelle Obama have signed a multi-year agreement to produce films and a series for Netflix. That, um,
0: Is it like workout videos for, like, Michelle's arms?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Um, <laughs> it says it potentially includes scripted series, unscripted series, docu-series, documentaries, and features.
0: Um, we could be on that, Mac. I think we're all those things.
1: Mm. I mean, I guess
0: we could be. So, tell me more about the deal. What? How? What? Why?
1: Um, okay, so it says that, um, it's going to be available to 125 million members in 190 different countries, and they have started higher ground productions to produce their content. Um... In a statement shared by Netflix, Obama said he and Michelle hope to cultivate and curate the talented, inspiring, creative voices who are okay. able to promote greater empathy and understanding between peoples and help them share their stories with the entire world.
0: Can I? Can I try to do it? I did a Trump voice. I want to. I think I can. All right. Let's see if I can do this.
1: Why do you wait? What?
0: Um, Michelle and I uh, hope to cultivate and curate uh, the talented, inspiring. Creative voices who are able to promote greater empathy and um, understanding between people and uh, help them share their stories uh, with the entire world. Is that pretty good, huh?
1: It's pretty good. Not as good as your Trump voice, but it's pretty good.
0: My Trump voice is wonderful, it's perfect, it's great. Okay. Trust me, many people have said so. <laughs>
1: um,
0: you wouldn't believe so yeah. the following event, it's huge. Sorry, so do you think Trump would tune into this network?
1: Uh, mm, probably, probably not.
0: Here's the okay. Here's the real quicker, uh, quicker kicker. What if Trump had a show on the network? Would he watch it then? Yes. All right. Why? <laughs>
1: because it's his show. Yep.
0: He wants those ratings. I guess. <laughs> Let's talk about Anne Frank. What? <laughs> Next story. You got this.
1: Okay, so for our last uh, story in entertainment, we have...
0: Second to last.
1: Oh, sorry, second to last.
0: And now this is the second to last argument we're going to have in entertainment.
1: All right, so Anne Frank's hidden diary pages, some of them were recovered, so... Um,
0: um, Didn't it all get, like, published all at once? What do you mean, hidden?
1: Like, some of them where the writing had, uh, like came off, they were able to...
0: Oh, they, like, restored it.
1: Yeah, they were able to restore it, and um, it, you wouldn't expect what was found.
0: Um, um, can I guess? I've been sure. really nailing it on these entertainment things. Um, I'm guessing it was, like, some really cool drawings, but, like, they were really good, but they were of, like, a butt.
1: <laughs> um, actually, butt. Wait, it's what? not that far off.
0: <laughs> No way. Wait, um,
1: well, what? no, she just wrote a lot of dirty jokes. What? Yeah. So well, she was a teenage
0: girl, I mean I guess that yeah. makes sense. Like what? Well, what kind of dirty jokes did she write? I don't write? just
1: I don't just keep a diary and write dirty jokes in it, but You don't? No.
0: Get with it. That's what that's what I do. <laughs> ever since I ever since I got my teen card okay. at the big old one three. <laughs> Anyways. So, Mostly
1: about farting. This is from the Washington Post. So, um, on two pages, Anne, who was, she was 13 years old at the time, penned four dirty jokes and more than 33 lines explaining sex, oh. contraception, and prostitution. Okay. Uh, the entry dated September 28th, 1942, also included five crossed out phrases. Oh. Um, so, yeah, one of the jokes was.
0: Is this appropriate for the show? It's Anne Frank, we gotta do it, go ahead. I mean... As long as you say it, I'm not... No heat on my back. Heat mm-hmm. on my back, is that a thing? Go on.
1: Okay, so one of them was... Well, I don't know how to pronounce the city. Or whatever.
0: Uh, that's gonna be a fun thing for me to watch you try to do, though. So, mm. go for it.
1: Okay, so one of her jokes was, do you know why the German... Uh... <laughs> Sure, girls are in Holland, and she said, um, "as mattresses for soldiers."
0: Oh boy, <laughs> so sick burn. Yeah, sick burn, Anne Frank. I'm glad that our sixth graders read you. <laughs> I wonder if they're gonna go back and do an edit and put those the stuff they found back in. Like also, uh, wait till you get to the middle, kids. If you're bored now, just wait. There's a sick <laughs> mattress burn there. So, she really sticks to those vermicat. <laughs> girlies
1: <laughs> it also says um, follow, <laughs> following the jokes she delved into sex education pretending in the entry that she was teaching someone else It's <laughs> a little weird but um, it said I sometimes imagine that someone might come to me and ask me to inform him about sexual matters
0: <laughs>
1: Frank <wrote> so her <laughs> make
0: believe is sex ed like <laughs> what
1: Oh, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read more into
0: it. Oh, so good. story overdone? <laughs> yeah. Show canceled. If you read more, I would quit. But
1: um, if you want to read more about it yourself, you can go to Washington Post. And
0: can you get this audio clip up for our next story? Yeah, guys. Right. There has been something sweeping the nation. But before we introduce the story, we do want to go ahead and uh, go ahead and welcome on our guest uh, before we get to her actual interview segment, just to discuss this. This last entertainment segment Jessica Watson Welcome (laughs) To The show Hello (laughs) Um Are you ready to Entertain Talk with us
2: With Mouth words
0: With mouth words Um And brain thoughts And That's all
1: Okay So Our
0: next And ears too I guess
1: Our next story In entertainment Not really a story It's more of an argument Uh, Yanny versus Laurel. All right. So we're talking about which one we hear.
0: If you heard our intro, I said I was Yanny hearing elderly host, and Max said...
1: Laurel hearing youngster host.
2: But isn't there a discrepancy? Shouldn't younger people hear Yanny?
0: From everything that that I've I've read. Yeah, it's about the frequencies and the higher frequency... Is heard like, Annie.
2: So, really, what we've come to the conclusion is that Mac
0: is old. We've got a Benjamin Button situation. We
2: do. And we are young. We
1: are young. Okay.
0: That song. I love it. (laughs) Bet you don't know that old person, do you, Mac?
1: Mm, No.
0: All right, Mac Daddy. What do you hear? You hear (laughs) Laurel. Why?
1: Okay, actually, I can hear both. Okay?
0: You sound like Bruce Willis and like, the... I see dead people. <laughs> it's not okay. it's the kid, but whatever. I, okay,
1: at first, whenever I first, like, heard the video, all I could hear was Laurel. Like, I did not understand how people even heard Yanny at all. But then, uh, I was with my, one of my friends, and she was looking at me and mouthing the words Yanny every time she heard it. And so, I think when I told myself to try to listen for Yanny, I started hearing Yanny. And then, um, since I had heard both, I started... Like, I can hear both at the same time now.
0: I don't know about for you, Jessica. For me, it was kind of like one of those magic eyes. Because, like, for the first entire day, I heard the buzz about it and, like, that it changed for people. But all I heard the entire day, you know, the three or four times I tried to listen to it for more than a minute, all I heard was yelly, yelly.
2: (laughs) I heard yimmy. 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 Yimmy.
0: It wasn't until... Really, the coffee shop when we met up yesterday to kind of plan out this podcast, that for the first time, like, very clearly, I could switch back and forth to Laurel and and Yanny.
1: Yeah, you just have to, like, think about it in your head. I think more importantly is, like, who
2: creates these things?
0: Um, I would say that Anne Frank does. Oh.
1: (laughs) 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 Or did. Another secret. They were in her diary. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. That's she had the thing. That's part of the
1: secret. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, so...
0: <laughs> this is the toughest
1: thing I've ever said. I'm going to play this video, and we're going to say which one that we hear right now.
0: Okay. okay. Oh, this is going to be weird with headphones on. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Hold on. I'm holding. All right. Yeah. All right. um, Okay, that was weird. I heard Yally, Yally, and then I started to hear Laurel, like, for like one and a half times. And then I looked at Jessica, and she said Yanny, and I, I couldn't hear anything but Yanny.
2: Even when you said Laurel, I still, I hear Yanny. Maybe I heard just... Laurel that whole time. Yesterday at the coffee shop, though, when you mouthed Laurel mm-hmm. while playing, then it, you started hearing. Laurel. I heard Laurel, but only when
1: you mouthed it. Yeah. I think it just, if you really f- try to focus on it, and, like, if you want to hear a certain one, maybe you can. But some people, like...
0: So, wait, your answer is, like my if you friend, believe hard enough?
1: Yeah. Like, okay. if you make yourself the Disney think... If you, Disney <laughs> explanation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if the you share. Make, if you put in your head... <laughs> you believe in Laura over Yanni. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you think in your head, I'm going to hear Yanni, and you try to hear Yanni, then you can hear it. And if you, vice versa, say... But some people can't do that. Like, my the, friend's gotten a very heated argument over this.
0: Once I finally heard Laurel, and I realized like what it sounded like, that it sounds very clearly like someone saying, Laurel, mm-hmm. like like an actual human. And the, the Yanny one sounds kind of like a weird, drunk alien. Like, Yanny, Yanny, Yanny. Like that. Once I knew, switch back and forth between deep, low dude voice that's normal human person... <laughs> and drunk alien, I got it.
2: Yeah, so... I still hear drunk alien, so...
0: Oh, no, I hear the drunk alien. Oh, okay. But other words.
2: I'm not really sure what that says about me, though.
0: Maybe you're... We're both just partying out of this world. Oh! But crushed it. All right, that's a perfect segue, right? Into our main topic and this interview. Partying, right? Um, sure, our main topic this week, what is it, Mac? All
1: right, so this week we're talking about the current political climate in the United States.
0: And Jessica Watson, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do.
1: Um, I teach
2: government and economics at White House High School. I teach APGov and politics, and my degree is in political science.
0: So you got a good brain in there, huh? I
2: Sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Except when it comes to spelling words. No, I can spell words.
0: W-R-D-S. Nailed it.
2: Good. Um, it's just certain words look spelled incorrectly when they are correct. Gotcha. And that's confusing for my brain.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Um, just to give you guys a heads up, what we're going to be doing with this interview, we're going to make this actually a two-part sort of episode, part one, is going to be this interview with Jessica. And then next week, we're going to have uh, kind of a more uh, conservative slant on the same topic. Um, and we're going to uh, go back and forth and have those paired up. Also next week, Mac. Mac, you're not going to be here, are you? Nope. So we got to find another a Generation Gap person. So we're bringing back in Papa John Lasseter. <laughs> The old man's going to be co-hosting next week. Um, but, yeah, that's just to kind of set up the next couple weeks for you guys. But let's get right into it. Um, when we talk about the current political climate, I think we kind of have to start with this most recent, the 2016 presidential election. Um, where do you think it all kind of started? What 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 happened?
2: Um, I, th- I think this election... The 2016 election was unique because for the first time, really, in history, we had two of the most least popular candidates or nominees um, for the two major political parties. Um, People really didn't like Hillary Clinton and people really didn't like Donald Trump, but they didn't have a common person that they liked. So, um, I know that the polls showed that Hillary Clinton would win, and lo and behold, they were wrong. So, I have to ask, why do you think that is?
0: She's a woman, and America's sexist.
2: So, you think no, you think, think the it, polls were wrong because she's a woman?
0: Actually, I think it goes back to, I mean, in a weird way, kind of yes, but not in the silly way I was doing it just then. It goes back to her husband, Bill Clinton's presidency, and with the Monica Lewinsky scandal, the two people that took the biggest heat and have continued to, uh, Monica Lewinsky, you can't say her name without it being seen as like the butt of a joke. The two women were the ones that have taken the the worst end of that deal. Uh, and I think that Hillary is the other one. That oh. people don't like her based on what her husband...
2: And I te- I mean I teach young people I teach young adults I teach 17 18 year olds um, and oftentimes I would hear my students say things about not liking Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. but they could never give me a, a valid reason as to why they didn't like Hillary Clinton um, many of them would say things like Benghazi or emails but they couldn't even tell me where Benghazi is you know or what
0: an email server is
2: <laughs> right or how to attach yeah. an email um, so uh, it, that was interesting but then they also couldn't tell me why they liked Donald Trump either and so maybe I don't know if Mac if you you didn't get to vote in the 2016 election but you will get to vote in the midterm in the midterms and also the 2020 election do you feel like like if you could have voted would you have voted for either of those candidates
1: I don't immediately my thought was probably not but like if it came down to it I don't know I don't know which one I would have voted for like um like you said like most people really didn't like Hillary Clinton but they also didn't like Donald Trump so it's just hard whenever the two most unpopular people are the two that you have to choose between and so I honestly don't know what I would have done if I like actually did vote in that election
0: Okay. um, When we're talking about how Americans feel about the current political climate, obviously it stems from from that election, but um, you said you had some some stats on... Mm -hmm. Give us those.
2: Yeah. So just throughout the year, um, actually in 2017, uh, I really wanted to know why did the polls fail to capture... You know, the fact that President Trump would would win, that Donald Trump would win the presidency. Um, because
0: they're melting the polls. Oh,
2: funny. That's and it's sad. climate change. Our world's dying. <laughs> Hilarious. <Okay. All> right, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. 68% of adults believe um, that the divisive political climate is actually getting worse. And this is across party lines. So Democrats, Republicans, libertarians, you know, um, 68% of adults. Seventy-three percent of adults believe that this uncivil political discourse is leading or encouraging violence, um, and I, I think of like Charlottesville, mm-hmm. where you know a man purposefully drove his car through a crowd of people because he didn't agree with them, um, and I think that says a lot about our political climate right now. Uh, Mac and I spoke earlier, and we really feel like there's one of these things, or there's something going on. That's rain.
0: That's rain. <laughs> well, talk about climate
2: change.
0: <laughs> okay, keep <on>. going. <laughs> You're, um, You're on a good, a good little swing there. Keep going. I know,
2: but, but I really think that. Uh, there's this thing of if we don't agree politically, we have to hate
0: each other. Yes, I hate that.
2: And I don't understand that. I actually feel like political disagreements is what allows the United States to, to be thrive. What it is. Yeah. yeah, because but that's where don't we think that anymore. That's where we figure out like what do we need to negotiate on, what do we need to compromise on to get things done.
0: Well, it's become a all right a label. It's become people. okay. Like Mac is a UT fan. I'm an Alabama fan. Always rag her about like, oh your team sucks. Yeah, I will never become a UT fan ever.
2: I'm Got a bandy fan, team. so I'm just used to losing.
0: My dad raised me that way, but
2: so it's just one of those things. I get it.
0: Yeah, um, but it's not like okay, politics and things that like can actually affect our world. It's not your college favorite college football team, though. Like it's, but we we started to treat it like that.
2: I I think though part of it is because young people all the way to, you know, 85 year olds have this huge distrust in the government right now. And I'm not talking about just Congress. I'm talking about the presidency. I'm even talking about big businesses and banks, um, even public schools and this anti-intellectualism. And you know, that if you're educated, it's, it's bad. Um, and and I don't, know, I don't know the best way to fix it, but I think this is where we can really encourage our young people to, to step up and, and to vote. You know, I made a comment yeah. earlier, you know, we kind of broke it, and it's now up to you guys to help fix it. Uh, and I know a lot of young people don't get the credit that they deserve. So do you think young people are going to come out and vote? Um, I think... It's the least lot demographic of, to vote. A lot lowest. of
1: people say that they're going to vote. So, like, if we go based off of what people like my age are saying right now, then I would say yes. But um, if they'll actually follow through and do that. I also feel like a lot of younger people don't feel that they're educated enough to vote. Like, I know a lot of people say, like, in this recent kind of, um, like, even just, like, in Sumner County, like, what we just had. Um, a lot of people, we were asking each other, like, did you go vote? And they're like, no, I didn't really know that much about it. So I hope that that changes by the midterm elections or even the 2020 election, because that's the only way anything is going to change is if younger people actually get involved and in vote. But I hear
2: young people all the time talk about how, you know, adults don't take them seriously. Um, and when I'm talking about adults, I'm really talking about, you know, People my age and and older, and I think with seeing a lot of young people mobilize, especially after the numerous school shootings um, that we've seen over the past couple of years, and see them really kind of stand up and say we deserve to be heard and we deserve to be taken seriously, I think that's helping young people realize that they can do something, whatever that may be. Yeah. Uh, the problem is is like you said. People will say they're going to vote, um, but...
1: A lot of people also, one is that either they think that they're not educated enough on the election to vote, or they think that it's not going to make a difference.
0: Right. Like Like what you were just saying. I even have friends that they're like, "Uh, you know, we're a red state, it's winner take all, why vote?
2: And that gets into political efficacy where it's like we as humans have to have faith or believe that we can change something within the political nature. And if you don't feel like you can, you're not going to participate in whatever that may be. So, um, and this gets into things like in the state of Tennessee, it's a red state. And many Democrats will choose not to vote in presidential elections simply because all of the electoral votes, the 11 that we have, will go to the Republican candidate because that's who's going to win. And this is the thing about the Electoral College. It's not the majority. It's plurality. So you can win all of that state's Electoral College votes with 45% of the popular vote in that state.
0: And that has happened twice within recent years, mm-hmm.
2: and five um, times, I believe, throughout U.S. history.
0: So most recent being um, obviously Bush and Gore, um, and then uh, this past p- uh, the presidential election. There mm-hmm. you go. Uh, Clinton had more popular votes than Donald Trump did.
2: Yeah, almost three million more, I believe. But yeah. you remember,
0: all the like a lot of them were fake and phony votes, though. Mm-hmm. Trump said so himself with his. Sounds that came out of his, Wirt, little, of his, his joke hole, his mouth words, his joke hole. I guess. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> he on. says funny jokes.
2: Um, okay, voter fraud is is not a real issue, and I will challenge any person that wants to challenge me on that. You
0: heard it here, guys. Um, Jessica's gonna take on <laughs> President Trump.
2: I mean, find Woo. find me the statistical evidence. Find show me proof.
0: Because, Facts are feelings now, don't you know that? I feel like it's true, so it's true. So it's true.
2: And then, of course, you have social media that is an echo chamber Mm -hmm, of that. mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if if I have 1,500 people that like it, then you know it's true. I I think the Electoral College, though, um, has its advantages. It also has its disadvantages. But do you think that we would ever get to a point where we would have just the national popular vote? I don't.
1: uh, I would like to. I would like to, but I don't think we will in any time soon. Why? Just because
2: of tradition, or because of the constitution?
1: Because (laughs) of the lack of change in anything in general.
0: That constitution thing. That's
2: a
1: pesky little thing there. Little
0: booger.
2: But there are some states. uh, I actually, I'm gonna have to take out the piece of paper because I can't remember the name. And yes, there is gum. Oh,
0: yeah. On this 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 paper. We can revisit our ASMR thing. Okay, she's opening the paper. Make it really loud and crunchy. That's good. Uh, Welcome back to ASMR. Are you ready for this? Oh, yeah. Tearing that paper apart. Looks like that gum's just all over it. Disgusting. Okay, you're hitting the mic. Okay.
2: The National Popular...
0: Is it where your gum is? That's where it's written? Well, Oh, my gosh.
2: The National Popular Vote Interstate Compact... So this is a way to bypass um, a constitutional convention or a constitutional amendment. Uh, this is a way for states to essentially agree to give all of their electoral votes based on the national popular vote. And I think there's like 17 states that, that have passed laws that said we're going to do this. Um, but the only way that it would really be effective is if all 50 states and then, of course, the District of Columbia gets on board with it. And I don't know if that's going to happen. Mm. Because, like, think of, like, Montana, Wyoming, you know, the states we forget about.
0: They that, arrest you for speaking Spanish. In,
2: in yeah, and then they arrest you. No. Um, I don't think they would be very happy with giving their electoral votes to Hillary Clinton, who did win the national popular vote. I don't think that they would want to do that. No. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I, I understand the electoral college and what it does, but I... I would like to get to a point where it was just based on popular vote.
2: Do you think that that would encourage, um, like minor parties? So like right now, two major parties, you know, Democrats, Republicans, they, they reign supreme. Um, if we were to move away from the electoral college, cause it does promote a two party system and move to a national popular vote would would we see the possibility of a minor party, let's say the green party or the libertarian party or even the tea party um winning some federal elections.
1: Uh, there's definitely a greater chance if we if that was the case.
0: I mean, okay, you got two ice cream shops, all right? One of them has two flavors. The other one has 31.
2: Wait, what are the two flavors though?
0: Just vanilla and chocolate. That's okay. all we get. The, they're the most popular, mm-hmm. most well known. Mm-hmm. In the other store, they have vanilla and chocolate, mm-hmm. but they also have all these others like Rocky Road and Cake Batter Ice Cream. I don't know the ice cream names. Mac names some ice cream names.
1: Uh, Superman. It's, it's a metaphor. Superman, that's a, that's peanut butter chocolate. Um, strawberry. strawberry.
0: Strawberry, that's, that's classic. Anyway. Mm-hmm all of those flavors represent the political party. Obviously you're going to go to the store that has more options and more people are going to go to the store.
2: But do you think that that would make us more divided or polarized? Because right now I've explained this to my students before. That it's, it's like, you know, if you think of a bell curve, you know, most people kind of fall within that middle part. Um, and you have very few on the fringes, but right now those fringes are getting the most airtime. You know, because we are so polarized, cool. uh, do you think though that that bell curve would change and we might have more people in the fringes, which could lead to maybe more violence? I don't know, like rise of white I think,
0: nationalism. I think the rise in, in violence and like that in, in our, our climate is due to more of the. The fact that we have the two-party system, you have to pick one of these these sides, and we're getting to like these extremes of both of those two parties. I think if we had more choices, maybe the intensity of disagreement and hate, because there are so many groups to disagree with and hate, would would go down. So, I mean, that's what I. Do you think it would encourage more people to vote?
1: Too? Yes.
0: Yeah, it's, absolutely.
2: Because, like, I know for me, I don't identify with any particular political party. Right. None um,
0: of the pants fit me.
2: Yeah, and I feel like that's what a lot <laughs> of young <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> maybe because I gained a little bit of weight. Um, but I feel like young people are like that. They, they yeah. feel like they don't fit within Republicans or Democrats. And, and also young people don't like labels. Millennials don't like labels yeah. at all um and it's, true. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, very true. true so I, I think that it would help them kind of figure out where they belong to
1: yeah I get what you were saying earlier about like me ma- like I can see where it would increase violence maybe but I think the more important thing is that it would increase vote like voting so like I definitely think more people would vote if they felt that they could have more say. that represented yeah. them right okay so
0: and if there are more options of of groups then there's more greater chance a more greater chance that's good english teaching all right um if we break it down to just our political climate what do you see as like the primary major problems with our current political climate and then as a follow-up how do you think we can make it better and fix those problems
2: I, I think we kinda hit on it a little earlier. Um, I think the biggest young problem people. Yeah, young they suck. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. Pants
0: don't fit. Mm-hmm. Ice
2: I, cream. Now I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> I really think that one of our biggest problems though is our lack of efficacy, our ability to believe in ourselves that we can produce change. Um whether it's on a small scale or a large scale, I think I think that we as citizens or residents of the United States have to remember that ultimately the government is they answer to us, you know, mm-hmm. and we essentially hold the power. Um, and I think we forget that, and so I think we have to figure out a way to trust our ability to change it. And I think we also have to empower young people and we have to give them the platform and and give them the support that they need in order to become the future leaders of what I truly believe is the greatest country.
1: See, a lot of people don't do that. So like, don't try to empower younger people or uh, like make them, make us believe that we actually have a say and kind of matter. So...
0: Something you said reminded me of um, a quote from my favorite show, The West Wing. Oh, I love The West Wing. I oh, keep it so much. I I would vote for Bartlett uh, tomorrow every day. Every
2: day. Um, vote early. Vote often. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you, she's too young. She doesn't get it. It's okay. uh, no, I keep the West Wing. I have the entire series. It sits on a table.
0: It has like a whole table in my classroom. Best friend. Yeah, um, but okay. there's a quote in one of them where there's a political speech being made by a, a women's um, group fundraiser, um, Josh's girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time, you know? and she says, um, "This country is amazing and wonderful. Every few years, they let us uh, legally try to overthrow the government." And she's talking about with voting, and that's true. That that is one of the things that makes this country amazing. And I love that I just got to quote West Wing on this show.
2: I think low voter turnout too is, is a major problem. You know, old people vote and that's the reason why politicians are going to cater to old people. It's, it's really hard to get 18 to 25 year olds to vote, to get, to get them interested in what's going on and how it truly does affect their everyday lives. Um, and so if we can figure out a way to mobilize young people, and really encourage them and get them to the polls, you know, get them to the the voting booths. I think we can change the political efficacy, the distrust that we have in our system.
0: And it's not like we haven't had programs that are like MTV Rock the Vote. Like oh, absolutely. We've tried doing that for years. Is there a way to actually? I don't know. What's the secret? Tell us the secret. There's not the book. We already we know that's real.
2: <laughs> there's not really. Um, there's not really a secret. I mean. I really think it's us as adults. I think we have to we have to encourage young people to be involved in whatever capacity it may be, whether it's joining groups that affect them or represent their interests. And it doesn't even have to be politically. I mean, it's just being a part of something. I think we promote a lot of individualism, which I think is great, but I think we forget that The only way that we're going to be successful, especially globally, is if we kind of all come together and work towards a common goal.
0: So what effect do you think if we do get that vote out, the youth vote, they show up in big numbers in this next, let's say, the midterm elections Mm -hmm. uh, or even 2020? What impact do you think they will have? We know the most vocal group are, you know, the the students led by the the Parkland students um, and and kind of their fight for gun law reform but what do you see on, on a larger scale do you think that trend because that would kind of tend to dip more towards the Democratic side or yeah the but
2: side? I I think definitely we would associate them more with Democrats but I think they're far more progressive than really what the Democratic Party represents
0: As they're more moderate
2: yeah and and I think I think there's actually a lot there's a divide in young people. You have your progressives and then you have your libertarians, you know, the ones that, that are kind of liberal, but also kind of conservative. They're like socially liberal, fiscally fiscally conservative. conservative. Um, and I think a lot of young people gravitate to that because they're like, the government shouldn't be involved in anything that I do within my body, you know, what, whatever i want to put in my body or on my body or take out of my body. Um, but then at the same time, they look at the amount of debt that we're in. And they realize that we need to do something about that too. So I don't know if you would see the support for the Democrats so much, but maybe some of those minor parties no, gaining need some support. Need
1: what do you think, Mac? I would agree with you. I uh, I fall like exactly what you were talking about. But um, yeah, I didn't even think about the possibility of us of if a lot of people my age started voting for the minor parties. I I I only saw it as two sides yeah. until you like just said that. So it's
0: the it's what you're talking about earlier, that F's, the, the the idea that we can make a difference and should. Yeah. We just saw that play out in Mac's head. I didn't even think about yeah. it. Just like she make, had an
1: epiphany like, like right, right there. When I thought about voting, like in my head, I just pictured Two par- like the two parties. I didn't even think about minor parties even like being an option.
2: I made my students research minor parties in my AP class, and many of them were like, "I didn't even know this was a thing." And I was like, "You have options. You know, you have the ability. You could write someone in if you wanted to. I mean, shout out to Joe Boilo. I got one vote for president in the 2016. You did I did? Are you even?
0: Do you meet the age? No, I'm not.
2: Body? I'm not constitutionally so, eligible. Well, neither yet. was Rambe,
0: but he got like ten thousand. That's
2: votes. true. No and
0: joke. There was also. Um, He's a dead gorilla. Ugh. Can I?
2: Can I say? Am I allowed to say? This.
0: Go ahead and say it. We'll see.
2: Okay, these nuts
0: also got some votes. Um, yeah, we can edit that in post if we need. <laughs> I think that's. Yeah. I
2: um, mean, it was on the news. I mean,
0: that's a wasted vote. I think protest votes. I think are dumb. I think that. Your vote yeah, should I agree. matter.
2: But do you think voting for a minor party is a wasted vote? No. Because there's a lot of people that believe that, that if you vote for a minor party, because they have no
1: way of winning
0: the electoral college. But That's they have a you, way to get a certain percentage to allow them to actually be allowed to participate
1: That goes back to what you said earlier, about, to earlier about people believing that they can actually change something. Right. But, like, you were getting on track, too, about the debates.
0: See, she she got it. Yeah, I carried the ball to the one. She dove across <laughs> the goal line. Touchdown! No,
1: and I, Mac, I'm, I, I totally... wasn't listening to what he said. But
0: Alabama <laughs> scores touchdowns. No, you probably that's... haven't heard that word. Oh my Touchdown! Gosh. It's when you score points in football.
1: Okay.
2: But, it, uh, but you did, you brought up that if, like, a minor party, and the only way that they can get really, like, real television time is they have to have so many... It's 15%. Is it 15%? I believe. Um, I can't remember because the Federal Election Commission is the one that sets those arbitrary rules. Changes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they have to poll so high or something like that before they can be on the national stage with the other
0: two Well, it's not parties. that they can't be or haven't been allowed to be. It's the... The major two parties don't want them there, right? And there's nothing to require them to correct. be correct. There. So there's no real right. So yeah, that's I, th- I think that's why it's not a throwaway vote to vote for a minor party.
2: I have I tell my students all the time I have voted Republican, I have voted Democrat, I have voted Libertarian, I have voted for myself. You know I.
0: I feel like every you, vote is a vote for yourself.
2: Huh. The more you know. I feel like I just feel like people should really vote their conscience. And I think people should really vote for the person that they think best represents them. And it doesn't matter what a party label is. It doesn't matter if they have an R or a D or an L or a G or whatever is next to their yeah.
1: name. They should vote for who in the last election from when I did watch of it, I like I didn't view them as I didn't view them based on their party, but I just like tried to listen to what they had to say about their policies and like who they were, and not what they were representing, I guess. And I feel like people don't really do that some, mm-hmm. most of the time, so because we're polarized. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think we treat we need to treat other people like they are still people, even if their ideas are different than ours. We stopped starting the con. Don't understand. Yeah. We yeah. start starting the conversation at we're both people. Yeah and let's talk about how we differ and how we want to solve this thing. Instead, we started at you have a different opinion. You play for a different team. I hate you, and you're wrong, and everything you say is stupid and evil.
2: I kind of give the... I don't, broken. I don't know if it's an analogy, but I kind of give a scenario like we need to get to Nashville. Tell me how you... What's the best way for you to get to Nashville? You know, there's there's a 100 different ways to get there, but ultimately we all want the same goal, which is to get to Nashville. There you go. And, and I think that's what we have to to take into consideration with our political climate. You know, I feel like ultimately the majority of Americans all want the same thing or they have the same kind of end goal in mind, which is to do what's best. It's the path on how do we get there?
0: Exactly. Um, Okay. I think with this episode (laughs) and with next week, um, this two-parter we're gonna do. We're gonna solve this, and then we won't have a news politics segment except for to talk about all the good stuff we're doing as a as a nation. Jessica, thank you so much for for joining us. Thanks for having me. And we're gonna thank you again later, but we're also gonna move on to the this closing this week. in awesome segment, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, Mac. Um, I'm gonna let you you're go first. second because yeah, you've got you've got more awesome stuff going okay. on. Um, I did have one of the coolest things ever happen. I went to Olive Garden. That's not the cool thing. It's, it's who went um, with that me. That is the cool thing. My friend who lives in New Mexico, he's um, in the Air Force. He is a master sergeant, um, and his name is Trey Clark, and I don't get to see him that often. And he came in town, and uh, he got to eat lunch with me and my grandmother and my mom and dad, um, and it was awesome. Shout out to Trey Clark. Hope you like that shrimp scampi. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yeah Okay So Trump's campy On to Max thing So Go for it
1: Um For this weekend awesome Um Last Thursday I Keep going
0: Keep going It's gonna be cool
1: Okay <laughs> I can't I graduated High school So That's pretty awesome <laughs> Just hit my
2: mouth <laughs> i'm surprised that you can
1: actually
0: that was amazing that was pretty good see someone appreciates me go ahead but <laughs> okay. say your thing yeah so
1: <laughs> i graduated so um that's pretty cool and then also i'm leaving to go to the beach this saturday so i'm very excited
0: graduation beach party yes i much. am not <laughs> does god no no wonder why teacher salary stuff yeah But well, that's awesome yeah, that sounds awesome I think we both had awesome things mine involves shrimp scampi yours involved maybe seeing an actual shrimp <laughs> next week
1: um, that was- solid <laughs> all
0: right finally have one land by the end all right let's <laughs> move on to those thank yous Mac
1: okay so um thanks to our guest Jessica Watson that's weird to say um and for our music, we want to thank Inglewood on SoundCloud for our theme song.
0: And we want to thank Jason Hill for our podcast cover art. And Joe Swafford for audio engineering and producing the show. You can follow us on social media on Twitter.
1: At speaking underscore gen.
0: Facebook.
1: Generationally speaking.
0: Instagram, gram, gram,
1: gram, gram, gram. <laughs> Generationally dot speaking.
0: Uh, you can go to our website.
1: Uh, wordsmithshows.com. Thanks to Amadeus and Mary Nunley.
0: And you can go to our, uh, send us an email. Uh, um, go ahead, speak- email at the address, go.
1: Speaking.gen at gmail.com.
0: Guys, uh, feel free to on any of those mediums. Send us in um, questions, topic suggestions, anything you got. Uh, we love to hear feedback from listeners. And, um, yeah, so just keep sending them in. It's yeah. been really encouraging for Subscribe, us.
1: Subscribe, leave good
0: reviews. Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you get podcasts, really. Yeah. So, um Yeah.
1: All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this week. And thanks for listening to Generation.
0: <laughs> Let's try that one again. Thanks for listening to what?
1: <laughs> Generationally speaking, we hope you enjoyed it.
0: We certainly did. And remember, folks, <laughs> the youths are people too.
2: Biodegradable casket in his store right now, because Tennessee now has you can be buried naturally
0: that's very good
2: it was on talk of the town they talked about
1: it all around the the town